Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Warcraft, directed by Duncan Jones and released in 2016. The plot of the movie goes something like this. The human realm of Azeroth faces a fearsome race of orc warriors fleeing their dying home. Um, so this is a movie based on the game World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. I believe if you've played the game World of Warcraft, you probably will have a, or familiar with that you probably have a better experience of this movie than the regular yep. film going and, public. And neither of us are Warcraft players, so if you I are... I played it once for a couple of hours. Yeah. So if you are a Warcraft player and you did enjoy it, we're interested in reading those because we've seen a few reviews. The reviews on this seem to be split between critics who hate it and gamers who Sometimes like it. hate it and sometimes, sometimes love yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's mixed. It depends. But so, yeah, some people who are into the games love it. Some people were like, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I don't know. We will uh, be talking about spoilers for this movie, by the way. It's out at the moment. So if you want to go see it, go see it before we start talking about it. I don't know how much we can really spoil for you, to be honest. But Yeah, I had trouble keeping up with all the different names and people and all that kind of stuff. It took me a long time. I was referring to nearly everybody by their actors' names. Yeah. Um, And I think part of that actually is because um, the orcs are so much more interesting than the humans in this movie. Yes. Um, And so by the time you get to the humans, you're like, oh, who is that white dude again? Whereas the orcs are quite uh, complicated and interesting and, and we start with them as well. We really yeah. kind of are seeing this from their perspective. Um, and I think they're really I, – I know you don't agree with me on the look of this movie. I thought it looked great mm-hmm. and I thought the orcs looked especially great. Um, I like that they had a variety of different looks and and uh, that they were kind of uh, really ugly but really kind of beautiful. Yeah, I liked that. that it, was cool. it was consistent. Um, and they had like different hairstyles and different like um things they'd won in war or battle. You could see some people had skulls on their shoulders and some people had other things. And some people had different ribbons in their hair. And well, once you got used to the faces too, it became easier and easier yeah. to separate them. Um, yeah, I I just I found the the mouths quite distracting with the the loaf the you know bottom fang things. I think the only thing that really frustrated me about that was that everybody was speaking too clearly. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, uh, yeah, or not just too clearly, but I feel like if they, um, people could maybe speak clearly, but they would have a slightly different way of talking. Yeah, but then when we actually hear them speak Orcish, it makes much more sense. So I think that's just because, like, once they, once I realized that none of the people in the movie were speaking English, yeah, um, in that scene in the carriage, which I actually thought was done quite well, um, yeah, where Paula Patton, um, Gun- Garona, yeah, translates for everybody, um. I was like, oh, I get it now. And then it didn't bother me for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because it, it only bothered me when it was like they're, they're all speaking much too clearly. Yeah. I think that was – I had that problem too. It was that sort of cognitive dissonance between what it sounds like and what it looks like. Right. But yeah. then when you realize what they're actually – what they actually sound like, I was like, oh, it's cool now. I don't mind now. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. It was it, – it never kind of – I don't know. I – I wasn't so bothered by the orcs and it, and the humans had some really lovely armor and and costuming. Yeah. Um, I just kind of the the there's this lightning scene right in the middle where the guardian uses his lightning powers to keep the two armies apart and then something horribly dramatic happens and the lightning kind of it, 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 I just kept looking at it thinking this looks like it's straight out of like an eighties kids fantasy movie like it, it made me think of sort of never ending story type stuff. I think that's a little, uh, I think it looked better than that, but I also don't know how good lightning can look. But I think what yeah. they, what you had to do, what they had to do was take this 20 year old game and adapt what that looks like 
to like what it might look like in the real world on screen. Mm. And I think they did a pretty good job of that. It still looks pretty silly, but I did think the uh, the teleporting with the runes that was quite good. Yeah, that, that was looked that quite looked good. quite good when they disappeared um, into the. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like. I didn't hate the way it looked. I just didn't think it was that special. And I, the problems I have with it are far more around its derivativeness. The terrible script, the terrible way it treats women, and the te- then the See, really unpleasant really tropes strange. it has. That was really strange to me because they kept not doing what I thought they would do in terms of how it was treating women, and then it would go backwards, and then it would do something different again. And I'm like, that, but that's that kind of um, is emblematic of what I felt about the whole movie, which was that there were certain parts of this movie that were very committed. Right, we had good actors. We have a good director. Yeah. They put a lot of money into making it look good, and they they really care about getting all of that right. Like those cities must have been a joy for gamers. Yeah, to if see. you knew what cities you were looking, yeah, they they must have been just yeah. like you know because it looks terrific. Yeah, um, and and you come in on this eagle and you see the city and it's beautiful mm-hmm. and sweeping, and that must have been really fun for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the, then you've got like. Like and they felt like they were trying to give them interesting characters and mm. emotional moments, but then they would pull back from the really emotional stuff, or they would pull back from going far enough. Yeah, and like you know, or really committing to just having an orc hero. Yeah, or whatever. Um, it, it just felt like they they weren't at all. The studio got scared and tried to interfere or something, but it felt like there were some things that were really going like really going for it mm. and some things that were holding back too much and that made yeah. what is ultimately quite a mediocre movie for me rather than a really terrible one. Yeah. Uh, there was some I thought I found some of the um some of the ways they that men and women related to one another and the ways of how of masculinity and how men should be very disturbing particularly in light of who the, your audience is in particularly in light of the fact that gaming has yep. a trope problem and that gaming has a problem with the a lot of the men who do game, you know, going out into the world and behaving in ways that are unpleasant and uncomfortable, and it reinforces some unpleasant tropes like the king saying goodbye to his tiny, tiny son, saying "You're the man of the house," you know, you look up. I'm glad I'm leaving my family in such capable hands, as opposed to like his wife is Ruth Negger, and she is super capable and obviously knows what she's doing and is a total boss. So you know. Like really, he's leaving his family in her hands when he goes off to battle. Yeah, um, and that, that that is played more like he's trying to give his kids courage, but it yeah. doesn't work. And and Lothar, is, our main character, is just kind of unpleasant. Oh yeah, the completely. whole way through, he's just this really unpleasant version of masculinity, and yet he's the he's the one you're supposed to look up to, and his way of behaving towards people, and even inc- up to and including his own kid, is just troubling to me. Yeah, he was the worst, and yeah. that's the thing. I think. He is is the worst character in this movie. <laughs> yeah, take him out, and the movie would be much better. It just would. Yeah, because um, like Kadigar, the young um, magician, kind of future guardian. He he is not what like he he doesn't fall into those tropes of masculinity. Although there is a point at which um, Paula Patton's character twice talks about her trauma, and her trauma is pretty terrible. Her mother was killed for giving birth to her, and she's and the most interesting through line of the movie for me was her trying to cope with. Uh, not being from one culture or another, that mm. that cross-cultural thing. And I think that's probably really interesting for a lot of people watching because that's a pretty common place to be in. And twice she talks about the trauma of that and the difficulty of that. And she has a white man 
explain back to her how he also lived through some trauma. First time it's Kadigar and he's and he's he actually does have some trauma. Like his parents abandoned him at six and sent him off to wizard school. But like it, it both times she's like she says something and rather than react and say, Wow, that was terrible, they just kind of launch into their own story about their own trauma. And the second time it happens is when our bad guy wizard, the Guardian um, and he's like, who, by the way, is the best part of this movie? Yeah, but who, ex- who then like, man, white explains to her about this hard time he had where he met a female, and that's how he says it, not a woman, a female. I who feel he like felt- that was a. a um, I hated that too, but he is trying to explain it to um, a person of a different um, right, a yeah, person species. of a di- so I, I. But it, but it's it still, becomes it's still really like he's still just, he, he but he also, still takes her trauma like legitimate serious oh yeah, cross cultural trauma and mansplains it back to her with one time I got my heart broken and this is again this is a troubling trope in video games and among like angry young men. But coming back to the female thing, that was a really tough thing because they do that a lot because he he was actually talking about a different race. Yeah. Um. He he did not fall in love with a human woman. No. And uh and that kind of thing is like you guys have got to find a way of doing this that's not so dehumanizing to other yeah. race because it's it's kind of uh, it does dehumanize all the races that aren't humans. Yeah. They put a lot of work into humanizing the orcs. Yeah. Um, or humanizing, you know, making them feel like real characters. And the Paula Patton thing, her character was really great. And and also, but again, with that treatment of women thing, she gets the best story. Yes. By far yeah. the best story. She gets her hero moments. She is basically the leader of the um the orcs by the end of the movie. Yeah. And, she, and like I said, she has the most interesting struggle of that cross-cultural thing. And belonging in neither world but being of both. And they set her up as this love interest for both of the male leads. Yeah. And she's not yeah. in the end either. Like she ends up completely on her own. That's one of the things I was really happy about because they start to try and uh, there's a bit where she I think they even kiss her and Yeah, she um, kisses him and and, then, and we don't and it it doesn't go the way you expect it to go. Exactly. And that I really liked. But that's what it felt like a lot of the time in this movie to me. Like I thought that the wife was gonna die in the portal and he yep. he'd lose his wife and child and that would but then that didn't happen. No. They subverted that. And then I thought the guy was gonna kill the baby and they didn't he didn't. He no. subverted that too. And the the leader especially of the orcs was a really strange, interesting guy because he's constantly like doing these kind things. Mm. Um he's a terrible tyrant, but he, you can see him always doing these kind things to to like keep the orcs on his which side, is a which realistic is really good. portrayal of an abuser and a tyrant exactly because that's yeah you know he, you have to that's that cycle of abuse where you have like where things get really really bad and then almost immediately after there's the relief of oh no um, this will never happen again look how wonderful and being overly generous and whatnot until things deteriorate again so right. that works i think particularly well because think- you can see why the you can see why the you know orcs react the way they do and yeah exactly the way they do things um and it's only when he like um disrespects all of their their laws that they start to really uh like turn against him. turn against him because yep. they're like oh you're not uh following our traditions mm. um and that's how they ended up getting him but uh, otherwise he could have been in power for quite a long time because the things that he's doing for his people seem like good things and the implication is that he was in power for quite a long time before we get to this point, right which is another thing that I both liked and had trouble with in this film is that you dropped right into the action, which is great, but it's, it is, I, as a complete noob to Warcraft, it was a little bit hard to kind of catch up. Right. I knew enough to know that there are two sides. There's the Horde and there's the, um, the, the Alliance. 
I couldn't remember what they I, were called. I have no idea that there was Horde and Alliance in this thing. Um, so the Horde are the – there's, like, the bad guys, kind of, but they're not really bad guys, um, who are the people coming over from their own from their world, right? So that's so the mostly orcs. orcs in this one. Um, yep. In this one, yes. But there's a whole bunch of other races there, and they are, um, like, tend to be darker and uglier and all that sort of stuff, but they are genuinely trying to, like – make better lives for their families and yeah. and they are treated really badly by the shiny you know white hero guys and that was yep. it was interesting in this movie to see that they didn't demonize either side no um which works quite well because it's kind of sad but it, this movie also takes a lot of lessons from lord of the rings and some of the wrong ones i think because uh, people always complain about all the endings in lord of the rings and i've always stood by my theory that most of them are earned because you need to see the yep. endings for these I, characters. I used that we've to complain about the endings in Lord of the Rings until I watched all three at once. And when you watch them all through at once, you really earn those endings. When you do the whole twelve hours or yeah, whatever exactly. one it is, um, exactly. That's it. Like each of those endings is, is an ending for a character that we yep. are invested in and care about. In this movie, we don't care about a lot of the characters. I think there are too many. And they don't care enough about yeah. the humans to try and really humanize them because yeah. they're like, oh, they're already people, so we should just um, like connect with them. And you're like, mm, no, you got to do a bit more than that. Yeah. The only human that I really liked was Ruth Negger. So yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I I didn't mind the uh, what's his name the the young magician. He was all right. Um, but uh, yeah, he he kind of won me over by the end of the movie, but at the beginning he was really frustrating me. Yeah. Um, I think that was of all the casting in the movie, that was my least favorite. Uh, he was so kind of bland that he didn't really. Yeah, and he had to carry quite a lot. I think in a with a stronger actor, with a like, with a Ben Wishaw type or something, that would have that could have been lifted to another level. Like a, mm. a good actor would have lifted that a lot more. And the the thing about even the main character is uh, Lothar is that he's awful, but Travis Fimmel is actually Fimmel, whatever it is. Oh, is you know quite, who that kid a, was. He is a good actor, and we think he's a good actor. He's in Pride. He was Mark from Pride. You know the. The oh, one didn't really recognize good. Him. Yeah, no, I didn't recognize him either. Oh, the accent. Well, maybe it's because he was acting in a different accent. No, he he's a, that's right. He's American who's lived in Northern Ireland. Kind of, he's got a that's that's. I said to you, oh, he, I he sounds like he might have been Australian, but it's because he had some weird vowels. But yeah, yeah, I think it's that he's lived in a lot of places. Yeah, well, there you go. I didn't think he was good in this. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he was pro- of the sort of yeah. He, I probably felt for him the most. Um, the Travis Fimmel, the lead, was just not – oh, he was awful. Yeah, the, um, but um, Ben Foster is so good. Mm-hmm. God, he's so good. And, like, that – I actually, I said I cared about Ruth Negra most out of the humans. That's not true. I cared definitely most about Medivh, the, the guardian out of the humans. That could have been such a, like, a, a role that nobody cares about because he's so powerful mm. and he is a um, bad guy and he, you know um, – And he's he's – but you can also see his journey of like he's he wants to try a bit of this fell magic and but he it, he doesn't realize he can't just take a little bit of it will take control of you yeah that's an inter- that's that's one of the more interesting storylines and it's not just that but he delivers such a good performance yeah um there's this little moment before he does the lightning where he's like concentrate like in the old days he's just talking to himself mm-hmm. but it was so much more powerful than anything going on in the battlefield like yeah. he he really kind of because really by, yeah. got it. And because by that point, the audience knows that he's probably compromised. Yeah. We, we assume he's the bad guy at this point. So I think, yeah, that was quite effective. Right, exactly. Because it keeps you on your toes partly, but also because you can see that struggle. And Ben Foster is such a, such a good actor. He has got to take off at some point because he's just such a good actor that's never been 
like how he's mm. not famous is is astonishing to me. He's been the best part of so many bad movies. And this one too. He's so clever in the way that he does things, you know. Um mm. he has this kind of bursts of anger that uh, that like just take everybody by surprise and shock everybody but uh-huh. um he also has these moments of really caring about people and he feels the weight of all this expectation on him and he's so good mm. so good <laughs> yeah um so he was yeah he was the best part i could have been i would have been happy with like him and uh and the orcs mm. and like none of the other people <laughs> yeah cut I- this movie down it had 40 minutes cut out of it yeah and it, I. This is the first movie I've nearly fallen asleep in in a long time. It like, was only nearly two hours long. I felt like I was in there for three and a half hours. Well, I looked at my watch and I was like, "Oh God, how long is this going?" Like I looked at my watch quite early on. It was like seven minutes in. Oh, it, and and yeah, I nearly fell asleep. And I don't. I I have been known to do that, um, but I haven't done that in years. Yeah. And this, I was so bored, and I I wanted to like stuff. I wanted to like Paul Patton's character, but I just kind of. I never quite got enough to connect with her and I never quite got – I liked Ruth Neger, but, again, we didn't quite get enough to really – You missed a scene where Ruth Neger gave Paula Patton an, a little dagger that was yeah, all right. Yeah, those, yes, that's true. And both of the female leads in this movie are played by black actresses. Yes. Which is kind of amazing. And, mm. like, you know, we have that problem at the moment of lots of black actresses playing uh, aliens and things where you don't see them. And so now this movie took that and went, well, we'll put Ruth Neger in the lead female role. Mm-hmm. They also – I could see them really trying, like, in the background there's all these non-white people and, and women yeah. who are orc warriors and women who are soldiers and all that sort of stuff. It happened – like, you can see them all the time in the background, but you're like – so why aren't any of them the main characters? Yeah. Why couldn't we have had a young witch who was like – but apparently that's the I, – I believe that that's the the Khadgar characters from the game and the mm-hmm. history of the game. So. I'm sure they all are from the game, but that's a gaming problem as well. Yeah. It's a problem in gaming that it's too dude-heavy and there's too many. Because if I were playing this game, I would be wanting to play as um, Garona. Right. Like that would be the most interesting character to me to play as. Exactly, yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. And she's she the best seemed, character. She seems to me like a lead, the lead. Like well, to also me, that, the, the, she's um, going to be the lead of. If they have any sequels, surely she's got a cat. Though she's the through line that carries you through. You'd hope so. Yeah, I would actually hope that they would do something completely unrelated to this movie and have like this little like I don't know elf clan or something, and just focus on them, and then they go out into the world so that it's like focused. Yeah, I feel like this had too many characters, and they were trying to show too many different it, it was sections I, of the world. Yeah, and and it's a hard job because you're doing an origin story, and you have to make it so that people who don't play the game are interested too, and and want to come and watch it too. And so you've got to explain, you've got to ex, you've got to have enough exposition and explanation for the newbies, and also enough to keep the fan the hardcore fans interested, and they mm. you know because they're the ones who buy repeat tickets and all that kind of thing. So. It's very, very tough because they, they've obviously tried to, you know, they wanted to pick like a big sweeping story, one of the Horde versus Alliance sweeping stories rather than like a small little contained one. And there's so many like some of the battle fight scenes must have been kind of cool for people to watch, get mm-hmm. to watch like human on orc, you know, yeah, punching it out stuff. Um, but I think there are too many of them and too much of that sort of yeah. thing. And they, they keep making excuses to have more. Yeah, and I got a bit you're like, bored. Oh, come of- on, is the movie not over already? Yeah, and I got a bit bored of that. Although at the same time, I was like looking at their costuming and their armor and their swords and thinking, "Gee, these are beautiful." And they yeah. they're made by Weta. I also course. thought um, the main orc guy was a really interesting storyline. Yes, um, he yes. was really great, and his wife was really great, and their connection felt really real, despite mm-hmm. the fact that they weren't 
yeah. they they were CGI. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh Toby Kebbell plays um Donathan, whatever it is. Donovan, I kept calling him in my head. Donathan. Um, there you go. Um and he uh, his performance was so good. It was so good, you know, mm. it just felt so real. Um and their kind of chemistry felt very genuine. Um mm. they felt like a real, you know, couple yeah. and and that she was so like tough and she like bites to death the guy that kills her which is nice yeah and um, she and she's in you know eight months pregnant and insistent on coming through the right the exactly gate and she uh, yeah and absolutely fights till the very end and saves her son and like she's really good and i liked what they did with her again she you you were you whispered to me oh she's gonna die on the way through as she yeah. ran through the gate and she didn't and she did die, which sucks, but she earned her death. She died with her but boots on. But he died too. Yeah, and she died with her boots on. Right. Like, she didn't – there was no death in childbirth. There was no, like, she died, like, fighting, fighting and she managed to save her son and take down the guy who killed her. Right. But, I see, it would have bothered me more if he hadn't died too. The fact that he died yeah, too yeah. made it much better for me. Yeah, and it's a better story for the son as well. Like, his parents, you know, it's the – Teddy Lupin, you know, your parents died in battle and it was, and you can easily see how he could become the anchor point of the next generation and have the the other orcs could, he'd be a focal point for the other orcs too. Right. Yeah, exactly. The uh, prodigal son sort of thing. Yeah. But he, but yeah, she was really, um, like, she had a lot of fight in her and, and, yeah. and but the fact that he, both of them died made it worthwhile for me that, yeah. like, I didn't feel cheated by her death because he no. dies right and after. And he, he also doesn't know, like, it's not it's not furthering his story in any way because he doesn't know that she's died. But see, I would have been happy if Lothar had died too. Oh, right, yeah, no problem there. Yeah, unfortunately, he had a, um, a previously dead wife and now he's got a dead son and that was, I guess that was supposed to spur him on, but it didn't, again, it didn't really. We never got any sense of the connection between no, those No, I didn't, didn't feel like it. It was just, and, and in fact... That whole thing where he says that he, you know, for up, you know, up until very recently, he'd blamed the kid for his mother's death. Like that was telling to me because it was like, yeah, I'd never really got the feeling that you were that into your son to this point, right? And that was such a boring story too, especially yeah. compared to you know the the hero of the orcs whose um, pregnant wife wants to come fight with him and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff was much more interesting. Yeah, and like he tr- he has to stand up against his own people. And like, and against his own corrupt leader, and much more interesting storyline um, than freaking Lothar's dull as dishwater storyline. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that also Medivh's is so much more interesting, mm. and Cadgar's kind of could be if maybe it's just that they didn't focus enough on him or something. Like he yep. felt like a sidekick in Lothar's storyline for too much of the movie. Yep. Once he came into his own, he was a little better. Like when he went by himself to see Glenn Close. That yeah. scene I thought was quite good. Yes. So maybe it was just that he was constantly having to. Be sh- well, it's it's about it's that problem if there's just too many characters and too many things going on that he yeah. kind of is relegated to being second string. And then both falling in love with Paula Patton, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, well, thankfully that was resolved in favour of her going off to lead the orcs. So right. That's it. it what that was, again wasn't resolved in the way you would expect it to. Um. Which and was, Dominic Cooper telling him, her to kill him was really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Kind of moment where you're like, that I didn't see that coming. No, I actually didn't see that coming. That no. was interesting. Um, and that and that could be could possibly play out in interesting ways in sequels. I feel like there was this kind of story in the middle of that movie that was really good, and then the rest of it all around it was just like so much extra. Yeah, and there's so many there was so much stuff that you've seen elsewhere, like so many 
fantasy cliches yeah. shoehorned in. I kept seeing things. I'm like, yeah, I've seen it in Lord of the Rings and they did it better. I've seen I, that set looks just like one from Lord of the Rings or that storyline was done in Harry Potter but better or that, you know, this, this that's from the Bible. <laughs> the, right. Yeah, she puts a baby in a Moses yeah, basket. Yeah, the Moses basket thing um, was like, very obvious. You, it's, it's a lot. It, it sort of is like this mashup of all these other, all this, all these long-standing fantasy tropes. And I know like there are tropes in fantasy for a reason and there's only so many like there are certain things that are you know that happen but when when it was at its best you forgot that you'd seen this kind of stuff in other movies the magic stuff or it didn't happen yeah it didn't happen the way you thought it would and that was interesting yeah but there were just too many moments where i was like this is like this oh a hippogriff like this looks so derivative kind of thing yeah, but they oh so much horse violence in this movie. Oh yeah, too. like four Holy horses crap. died really horribly. I was shocked, genuinely shocked at the amount of horse violence in this movie. Yeah. Like really awful. Um and and they show this kind of connection between the humans and their mounts. <laughs> yeah. Um that I was like I think that's also there's there's these little Easter eggs for the, the yeah. viewers. But there's also a scene um where Ben Foster comes to um, Cadgar and Cadgar's got all the research he's been doing mm-hmm. and Ben Foster burns it all up. You weren't there for that. No, but I so he talks about it in the next scene to right. Travis Fimmel. And I'm like, we didn't need that. No, we, we just, only needed we just a little saw bit of that scene. And we, we just, yeah. we, you don't have to tell us I, that. We just It was helpful happen. for those of us who got bored and needed a toilet visit, but like. That was so weird. Yeah. And that was like. I felt like, you know, there's all these cuts and I could, there's one moment when I could very clearly see that there was a bit cut out because there's that scene between Paula Patton where she's outside the jail cell, yeah. Jail cell and Travis Fimmel's inside it. And then like in the next cut, they're suddenly right on top of each other. Mm. Like, and you're like, yeah, you guys definitely cut some dialogue out of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so they really, it, it, that's a show don't tell. Like really they only needed to show the scene where he burned the research. That was it. Well, no, but then immediately after that, he has to tell. Tra- uh, Lothar yeah. about the research so then yeah. just show Ben Foster showing up and then maybe him telling him what happened yeah. or something I don't know but it doesn't work to show it then tell it no <laughs> so weird it's such a kind of um and that kind of thing it just it was already too long a movie you don't need to pad it it no. doesn't need padding um and, and it was already too crowded a movie yeah, too crowded because you just don't care about one person and it goes to somebody else. Yeah. So you really need those good actors to make the connection with the audience. Yeah. But like, and, and a lot of the time you're like, but I'd rather be watching this part. I, I don't care about this other Yeah, thing. I want to go back to these people I care about. Yeah, yeah, even though I really like a lot of these actors, you're just not giving me enough to really kind of latch onto here. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I really like that we've got like a, a you know, a um, mixed race couple as the leaders of the humans, that's not enough to actually make them characters. Mm. Especially Dominic Cooper, whose king was, like, not a character at all for most of the movie. No. He, he was he, just a good king. Yeah, and he warms up towards the end, but, yeah, it takes a while. I think there's, like, like 20 minutes of this movie is really great. I think the, the, the lead-up to the end of the movie is quite good. Yeah. Like, the, after the son dies yeah, yeah. and we're done with all the stress about, like, the, you know, moping about that, and before the final battle, mm. there's some quite good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it's... Really kind of starts getting going and you're like, yeah, I'm interested. And it's not a terrible movie. Like there is definitely potential in there. And there's good people doing good things and they they seem to genuinely care about it, which um, there's a lot of criticism being leveled at this for being just a cynical 
movie that's being made to cash in on the Chinese market. <laughs> yeah, I market. don't agree with And that. I don't think that's right. I think these people care about it. And Duncan Jones is a good sci-fi director and he cares about good sci-fi and he mm. cares about nerd stuff. So I don't think I, – I don't – I think the motivations are here are, are good and people mm. are trying hard to make a good movie. And, and like, even – in the effects, like Weta is involved in this, and other really like in another in there's heaps of special effects have spent money on those effects, mm. and they and they've put time and people into those effects and the orcs and stuff. So, but it's not just that yeah. you can see that the actors are really kind of working hard on these characters, and a lot of the time it pays off. Mm. Um, you actually get emotionally invested, even though a lot of the backstories are so derivative. You're like, yes, but. I really care about this person in this moment. But then when they slow down to just have a talk about their feelings, the yeah. movie just stops. And that happens too many times, you know. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, there is this kind of it, – it's not well balanced. Um, mm. It's not well written. The, the script is like oh, – it's, it's just too clunky. Ugh, it's so clunky. Well, that's why um, it took me a, a while to warm up to the orc couple because that first scene where they're in bed together and they're just like – it's full of like dialogue that might have been funny in a 1950s sitcom, kind of. Yeah, I wasn't so much listening yeah. to the dialogue as watching like the, the it just it yeah, looked no, real. They and were it, great together. Yeah, exactly. But, like, uh, and that's and that's what carried me through. But the dialogue was just like awful. Yeah, and I, and I know again, this is a movie that is it is being made with the foreign audience in mind, so they are trying to keep it simple, and they're they're trying to keep certain things tropey and easy, and and thankfully we've got good actors who can show you. That they're those kind of relationships, but yeah, the script sometimes was just oof. right. That I think the script was this movie's biggest problem. Um, and 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 I believe Duncan Jones is at least one of the writers on it. He is. There was another one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Duncan Jones maybe not very good at dialogue. <laughs> He's quite good as a director. Yeah, that's um, true. But Source Code, um, which was his second movie, had like a huge ending problem. That movie just kind of stopped. Mm. It was very badly uh, it, it had this great idea and good actors and then it just kind of it totally destroys itself in the yeah. last act Come, something like that you know the sunshine um yeah. yes which is such yeah. a good two-thirds of a movie and then the last act is just terrible yeah um, and and um duncan jones is a, was sort of known for his visuals and stuff like that yeah and the visuals are good and the creatures are good and the yeah yeah i mean i i'm sure that it would be interesting, I feel like, if they could do a second one where they focus much more on, like, one story yeah. and just have this kind of world around that one story yeah. would be really fun and interesting to watch because it really was quite yeah. fun. It also, there's an aspect of being kind of thrown into a third act of a movie. Like, it's the, it, yeah. with Lord of the Rings, you start, you'd actually do start small yeah. with, you know, a, a little guy in a little town with his little friends and and then you actually build to the point where they're in this bigger world and this big and then eventually finally and then you meet other people along the way and e eventually it all comes together in this one sweeping battle actually yeah. I've just having finished watching Avatar the Last Airbender it's something they do well as well you meet lots of little people along the way and you build your skills along the way and then at the end it all comes together in this big epic battle but which is something a lot of video games do really well yeah, too yeah uh, and it but you think but this one felt like you were dropped straight into it now I was reading uh, one of the gamer reviews that we had a, we had a quick Google of before we sat down to record this, and what they said is that um, it's part three of the, like it's it's mm. Warcraft three is is the which is apparently one of the stronger Warcraft stories um, is the one that they've based this on, and it does kind of especially for a newbie, it does feel like you get kind of dropped in at the deep end of this, um, and it probably would have benefited from a, 
a bit of a, more of a slow build. Mm. Um, we could have had, you know, some time with we, – we could have seen something in the orc world, like something goes wrong for those – we first see it there – it's the night before they were ready to go through the gate. If we'd seen something from like – a year earlier where, you know, they progressive, they, they lose their home to this, mm. b- this bad guy and this happens and, oh, God, she's also pregnant. And, like, if we'd seen that build before we got into the big battle, that would have worked really well. Equally, you could have done on the human side. Mm. There were a couple moments where I, where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this scene from Return of the King. Um, yeah, right? That's, that riding through the city scene was just like the riding through um, – um, Minas Tirith? Minas Tirith scene. I was like, Gondor. Well, there's a city um, in there that's called something starting with S, but it looks just like the White City. Yeah. Um, um, so that was... Yeah, and then there's a set, which is like these dark grey granite walls, which looks like the bit... You know where Aragorn rides through the paths of the dead? Mm-hmm. looks like that set. Right. Um, yeah, there were quite a few things. Although that helmet design for um, the king was fantastic. God, yeah, that yeah. looked good. He looked good in his, his king armour. You could always tell it was the king. There was a bit as well when um, Donovan was talking to his wife and uh, and he says, whatever happens, and she says, whatever happens, and I'm like, whatever happens what? We don't know this. This is not a catchphrase that you no, built right? up for us. Again, whatever happens, what's going to, what, what are you going to do? If we'd had 20 minutes before that of them – you know, fight, them being dealing with the, the civil war and unrest on their side of the fence and the two of them, you know, be going into battle together and being like, whatever happens, fist bump, and they're coming back at the end and then they're pregnant, or, and they're, you or know. Com- the complete version of whatever that is. Yeah. Whatever happens, we will still love each other. Whatever happens, yeah. we'll come back to each other. Whatever yeah. happens, we will provide a better life for our child. Whatever yeah. happens, what? Yeah, it should be something. Yeah, that? that's right. It needs to be something that they, we know that they say and it's not. Not, not right. there. We dropped in the middle of it again. Exactly. All right. Do you want to give this movie a rating? Yeah. I, talking about it, I actually like it more than I enjoyed the experience of actually watching it. So I'm giving it two out of five. I'm going to give it two and a half stars, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I'm being a bit more generous than it probably deserves, but I feel like people really did. It's so earnest. <laughs> yeah. It's really trying. And it's trying to do right by the fans. And this is a property that's got serious nerd fans and it's been around forever and they're trying. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they do care. I'd rather give points to a movie that's ambitious but fails than to a movie that, you know, doesn't try anything new and executes it perfectly. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you want to find our show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Warcraft and all the other movies that she watches, they're on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we are at Tumblr, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens, and on Twitter at screen underscore queens. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.